The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007. Follow that Twitter handle as well as Hootball Gaming at Hootball Gaming on Twitter. Make sure to check the guys out, the rest of the team. That's where you'll find the free play stuff. Hoop-Ball.com makes this whole thing, this whole enchilada possible. So make sure to go to that domain, check us out. Lots of uh, stuff going on right now. Brew just dropped all his fantasy basketball rankings. We've got all sorts of tools that are updated, rookie rankings, all the dynasty stuff. We also got that side ticker on the right-hand side where it's going to tell you all about the transactions, the news, the notes, the blurbs, letting you know all sorts of stuff. And I think that's important this time of year when people are starting to do drafts. So we also got fantasy football stuff going on over there from our guy, AG. So if you don't play fantasy basketball, we got some fantasy football stuff for you. And then lots of wagering stuff, all that good stuff. So check us out. Use the promo codes that you hear me talk about in the pre-recorded segment. And uh, hey, welcome in. Welcome back. Uh, This is a nice, fine Wednesday. We're going to have a really awesome special guest. And we are going to be breaking down a college football team that I really enjoyed playing specifically first quarter uh, totals last year in because they were so dominant early in the games in the first quarter. I really loved the way this program came back. And I'm talking about the UAB Blazers. And I am going to have none other than Evan Dudley from AL.com, beat writer for the Blazers, on to preview their season and the football team today. We are looking at replacing a career-leading rusher in Spencer Brown, but this team ran the ball really, really, really well all together as a team last year. Evan, I am excited to get this going with you, bud. How are you doing? And welcome on. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, You know, like I talked to you off air, you know, and people may not know, we've been we've rescheduled this, and uh, time's just been <laughs> being tricky. But it actually works out because now we are actually closer to college football season, and now we have more nitty gritty news and more up to date, you know, roster depth chart looks. So this actually worked out really well. So I'm appreciative of it. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, the couple of weeks since our, our last scheduled, a uh, lot has been learned about this team. Uh, they're already a couple of weeks into a. Uh, uh, fall camp they're in their third week right now so there's been a lot more information uh you know grabbed within these last couple of weeks yes and for information speaking of information that's a key word um dudley do right al is your twitter handle at dudley do right d-o-w-r-i-t-e folks and then it's ended with al like the uh, state abbreviation for alabama so uh and that speaks volumes about what you do. I mean, you do some great written work. I've already told you how much of a fan I am of your articles and the stuff and the information that you put out. Um, Cause I love the blazers. I, I love getting some small schools in my blood in my system. And I love supporting the smaller conferences and it, you know, sometimes getting accessible information is pretty difficult, but you make that not challenging whatsoever. So folks need to follow you 
and that's where they can do that. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Absolutely. So you said that we've gotten a lot more information on this uh, on this team here. What do you think has changed in the two weeks since our original scheduling? Uh, I know there was a lot of eyes on the linebackers, obviously running backs. Like we can talk about the running backs, but I mean, there's a lot of other great pieces in place here. Um, and a couple of different quarterbacks got some burn too. So what, what do you got, bud? Uh, well, you know, within these two weeks, uh, obviously coming into the season, they have a lot of guys returning, uh, a lot of guys that took advantage of the, uh, extra year of eligibility granted by the NCAA. Uh, but, you know, the, the the kind of the main battles we were looking at going into the fall camp, we're going to be at wide receiver, uh, maybe not so much at running back. Uh, Dwayne McBride had a breakout season last year behind Spencer Brown, uh, has two of the longest uh, scoring plays in UAB history, the longest rushing score, uh, definitely with a 75-yarder at Louisiana Tech, uh, as well as Jermaine Brown kind of playing, uh, you know, running back receiver for these guys. Uh, but it's a lot of wide receiver, uh, you know, some line, uh, some of the linebackers, uh, obviously, uh, with uh, 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 as Chris Small moved to safety, obviously there's a spot in the middle there with him. So, you know, there's a, there's a few spots, but there's also just a lot of experience on this team, you know, as far as just the guys coming back from last year. Yeah, Tyler Johnston the third, I believe, is the proper abbreviation or uh, seniority on his name. Uh, you know, he impressed me a lot last year, just the command that he had in the offense and the backfield, you know, experience between like guys like you mentioned with, you know, McBride and uh, Spencer Brown combining last year, you know, and I, I, I just like the depth. Like you said, lots of folks returning linebackers being versatile. I think that speaks volumes for your guys' defense, showing that they can go up and play some safety stuff and showing that, you know, different coverages are familiar to them and to preface just kind of a little bit what we should be looking for in this season, but also recap kind of the looks from last year. You know, this was a six and three effort for the Blazers last year, obviously COVID year being uh, affecting everyone, you know, different number of games on the win loss columns, you know, 19 with a nine and five year, 18 going back into that 11 and three. I mean, since this program's come back, you know, and a lot of folks may not be 100% familiar. You know, UAB cut the football program a few years back. Um, I hated it. I, it. It really stunk. I hate seeing programs lose uh, certain things. But uh, UAB being a historical program, you know, it was just kind of stinky. Uh, and now they come back, and they're boisterous, and y'all are winning a lot a lot of games. And um, I'm just really looking forward to getting to watch these guys, and I'm looking forward to this schedule. Uh if, if there's one thing that we need to figure out before the start of the season here, Evan, what um, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, because like you said, the, the offensive line, you know, they were turning a bunch of great guys, a lot of combined starts. Is there a defensive back um, that you're looking to that you think might make a difference? Uh, this was an aggressive secondary last year. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, I actually got a... 
as far as the secondary, they only really lost Bronte Harris from last year. Uh, uh, he's with the Rams right now. Actually mm-hmm. led them in tackles in their first preseason game, uh, uh, following in uh, Darius Williams' footsteps at the Rams as well, former UAB player. But, uh, you know, just as uh, at cornerback themselves, they got TD Marshall, who uh, was a Sanford transfer at wide receiver when he first arrived a few years ago. But when Bronte Harris was first injured in uh, at the beginning of the 2019 season, uh, TD Marshall made the move to cornerback, and he uh, acclimated very well, very quickly. Uh, he's learned so much uh, in a short amount of time. So he came back for uh, for his extra year. He got Starling Thomas the fifth. Uh, he's returning from a ACL in- injury he suffered uh, before last year. So he missed all of 2020. Uh, but he's back uh, kind of running with the A1, A2s. Uh, you got C.D. CD Daniels, uh, Mac McWilliams, uh, younger brother of uh, defensive lineman Fish McWilliams. So cornerbacks are very experienced uh, as far as, uh, you know, guys you got coming back as well as just a lot of the talent he has. Uh, with the safeties, you pretty much have all the safeties come back, and then you add Chris Small as well as the, uh, Keandre Swoops, who played cornerback last year. Uh, uh, free safety, you got Will Bowler, who's a redshirt junior. He's uh, played a couple seasons for him, uh, started quite a few games. Strong safety, you got Grayson Cash and uh, Damon Miller. Uh, those are two guys who uh, you know played a lot last year. They were both kind of men in that position. And then they used a star position as well, that kind of safety to provide run support as well as uh, – uh, you know, coverage, and that's going to be kind of Chris Mole, Dajon Turner, Keandre Swoops, those guys. And, uh, you know, and, and it's weird with UAB defensively because they're such an aggressive defense. You could call it a 3-3-5 at times, a 3-4 uh, at different times. And then sometimes it, yeah, if you consider their outside linebackers defensive ends, that could be a 4-2-5. So it's a, just really interesting what they do defensively because they're going to try to rush the passer as much as they can uh, to affect him to where the secondary can just, you know, gobble up passes if they need to be. Yeah. David Reeves is really implementing uh, just a really nice scheme here. It's, it's his fifth year. So I think he's really rounding out his crop of talent. And like you said, moving that star position around is key. That, that seems to be a focal point for this Blazers defense. And when you move, your number six tackler from last year into that position, you get that continuity. And then not to mention, like you guys are returning the number four, number nine, number 10, number 13 tacklers amongst other experience uh, across both fronts. This was a team that established the run early in games and were able to be aggressive on defense. Like I said, Evan, I, I cashed on a lot of uh, plays in the wager pass, you know, last year on, playing UAB first quarters. I mean, they were phenomenal. And uh, the just the level of uh, control and aggression that they would set early uh, was very, very uh, unprecedented against the, the uh, folks that they were going against. So, uh, and then I love to touch on special teams and kicking. So if you've got any nuggets on those two things, I would love to hear it out on that. I've noticed the rankings on UAB has been great over special teams the last few years and they consistently just do well. Uh, 2017 had a 124th rating, but uh, that was a long time ago. So, um, Yeah, uh, you look at 2017, they were kind of coming back. But, uh, uh, right, yeah. But Bill, Bill, Bill Clark's always been a big guy on uh, special teams. Uh, you know, he makes sure that everyone, uh, you know, is a part of that. Uh, I mean, Spencer Brown was even working special teams last year mm-hmm. uh, in advance of playing in the NFL, something you got to kind of do, even if you're, you know, second, third string running back, uh, you'll have to do. But uh, special teams is important to him. Uh, you know, they run a lot of special teams drills. 
Uh, you got a place kicker, Matt Quinn. I think he might have missed one field goal last year. Uh, 11 for very, 12. Yep. Yeah, 11 for 12. Very accurate. Uh, he's, he's got a good leg behind him, and that, that's only going to improve. Uh, you got uh, Kyle Greenwell upon her. He just plays the field position game so well. He's uh, He's got a, a good number of punts over 50 yards, but, uh, you know, what he's got is his accuracy. He can pin it down inside the 20. You know, he can cough and corner if he needs to be. So he's – really a big uh, factor for them in playing field position, especially with that defense. So uh, they don't have to worry so much about if, you know, something goes wrong on offense, you know, just play your defense and, uh, you know, live to play another down. Uh, and your kick return, punt return unit, you got uh, you basically going to have Starling Thomas 5 and Jermaine Brown back there. Those two guys are very uh, electric athletes, very dynamic. Uh, Starling Thomas was a track athlete. Uh, I believe he uh, – Won a couple events at the Alabama State track meet uh, when he was a senior in high school. Uh, Jermaine Brown, he's just uh, kind of a do-everything guy. And then there's another guy maybe you could look out for, uh, maybe Damian Miller, uh, DeMond mm-hmm. Miller's twin brother. Uh, he had the uh, the AHSAA uh, record for most uh, return touchdowns in a season, uh, and that was just a couple years ago as well. So, I mean, uh, special teams is always something that they're going to be really good at, really solid at. Uh, it's something that they pride in because, I mean, uh, you know, when you have a defense like they do, you know, special teams has to play a part in that and, you know, being able to get you points as well as play that field position game. Yeah, and another thing that I noticed is that UAB, they've started to be able to tap into getting some of these local athletes, you know, like that going and playing for a team like UAB who's building, you know, especially now in the age of NIL, it's it's a lot more enticing uh, no offense to the past years of UAB greatness, but like, you know, it's just what it is, Alabama being down there. But all these phenomenal athletes that you mentioned, I am so excited to just keep eyes out on. Uh, we mentioned some of the coaching. Uh, I mean, we'll just call it for what it is. Uh, UAB is set up to have a great year. Um, and in order to do that, you're going to have to go through the gamut of your schedule and do well in the small factors in the games. Like you said, uh, live to get another down, just that field position with the uh, aggressive defense. I, I really like what you bring up with Kyle Greenwell. You know, in 58 punts, he had a long of 57, 15 of them inside the 20, like you said. I mean, he can pin them down there and uh, had a real good net average also. And then if you get that defense anchored in, Good luck moving this Blazers team, in my opinion. Now, we can transition here, Evan, into more scheduling because starting with the first game against Jacksonville State, I I think that this schedule is just honestly one of the more balanced. And, uh, you know, there's a good element of challenge within this schedule. And for the betters out there, the win total set at seven and a half. Um, Tough schedule, like I said. But we're going to run through it, and I think that we can probably see about eight wins. You know, I've got a lot of faith in these Blazers, but I'm waiting to hear what you say about it, uh, Bud, since you know a little bit more about them than I do. Um, But starting with uh, their opener, September 1st against Jacksonville State. I Look, I I took Jacksonville State on the spread last year against, uh, I believe it was Florida State that they played. Easy, easy cash. Uh, This Jacksonville State – team been building for a couple years now in FCS and this is no you know rollover pony opponent here and UAB they propel prepare well and I believe that they'll be able to get the job done but this is not something that they should take lightly 
Oh, not not at all. Uh, Jacksonville State's a really good uh, FCS program. They're usually in the playoffs year in, year out. Uh, uh, Bill Clark was actually the coach there for one season. It's his alma mater uh, before uh, taking the UAB job in 2014. So uh, he was there in 2013, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was 2013 when Bill Clark was the head coach there. Uh, so, I mean, they're a really good program. They were in the playoffs in the spring, the FCS playoffs in the spring. So it's not a program to be taken lightly. They've going into Oxford. They beat Ole Miss. They uh, they almost beat Auburn uh, a few seasons ago. A uh, very close game went into overtime. So it's someone they can't take lightly. And the fact that it's not going to be at UAB Stadium will be in the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery uh, adds a little bit of flavor to it. I mean, it's a little bit smaller stadium but uh you know it's definitely uh someone it's definitely a team they cannot take for granted you know and and that's the thing with uab's non-conference schedule this year is actually it's a a really good non-conference schedule as opposed to the past few years of course uh you know when you return your uh program uh back onto the field there's not as many selections you can when you're uh selecting out of conference opponents so they kind of had to take what they could uh those first couple years but now they're really able to start setting up some schedules uh obviously jsu is going to be a big tough opponent they spend the first month on the road uh right after the jsu game they have to go to athens and play georgia Mm -hmm. uh which i mean that that could be a trap game for georgia as well i mean you're looking at a coming off either a big win over clemson or uh you know or, or or a loss in that first weekend so i mean that's a that's going to be a, a, a good weekend, uh, and, and it's something different, too, because uh, UAB uh, traditionally has played their uh, their kind of SEC Power 5 opponents later in the season, uh, although last year they played Miami the second game of the season, so they're, they're kind of, uh, you know, switching back to earlier in the season to play those games. Uh, and then you have uh, North Texas on the road, a uh, conference opponent, uh, Tulane on the road as well, uh, Tulane a, a pretty decent American team. Uh, UAB beat them a couple years ago in Birmingham. So this is kind of the return trip back down in uh, to New Orleans. And then you just have your conference slate. And, uh, I mean, you, you'll have uh, oh, well, Liberty at home as well uh, to open up Protective Stadium. I forgot about that one. Uh, that's mm-hmm. probably one of their, uh, uh, one of their bigger games because uh, you could see Liberty as a ranked team uh, going into that week. Uh, I mean, if UAB somehow put out a – uh, unbelievable upset of Georgia, and they were undefeated. They would probably definitely be ranked at that point. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a big game regardless, uh, you know, of records. Uh, you know, Liberty's got a really good team, a really flashy offense, Malik Willis, but also I think UAB's defense has the uh, uh, the charge in them to kind of, uh, you know, uh, keep him down. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting first month of the season just being on the road those first four games. Uh, but then they get back into protective with Liberty, and then uh, you have FAU, and then – the and then just your regular conference schedule. And uh, there's not a lot of teams in that conference, I think, that is going to challenge UAB. Uh, uh, they played Marshall in the Conference USA Championship last year. They have to play at Marshall in the regular season this year. Uh, they have to play at UTSA, who will probably be their uh, main challenger in the West uh, 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 for that division. So, I mean, uh, you know, you just look at this conference. It's a real meaty uh a real meaty schedule for these guys. So I think it's going to be, you know, what can they do in that first, uh, that first month when they're on the road, you know, if they come out of that three and one, four and oh, then it's going to be a really special season uh, again for UAB. Well, in their first five games, I think I'm going to have them coming out of there three and two. I mean, at those three back to back to back road games starting in Athens is just massive. Uh, but I think what they did very smart in this schedule was getting key games late for their conference. And look, this is a team that 
you know, going back to their last three games last year, they had all road. I mean, this team has barely played any road games the last year and a half. And starting this season with three, well, I mean, the first game, like you said, is in Montgomery, and then they go road, road, road. Uh, So, I mean, like you said, Protective Stadium getting its uh, opening on October 2nd, so the second month of the season. And that Liberty game is going to be a very fun one, depending – I mean, in general, but Liberty's got some chances to do some great things early in their uh, schedule, and I'm high on them also. And UAB's got some really, really great things to do here. Tulane's going to be a tough one, but I think ultimately UAB's physicality will be able to match Tulane's, you know, run style, run heavy offense and their physicality. North Texas is a little too much uh, air raid, not enough depth. They've got hardly anyone coming back on that team. They're a little gutted. UAB's experience, I think they pick up an early, early uh, conference victory there. And, uh, yeah, speaking of them having a target on their back, you know, it's kind of like you read the show notes or something, Evan, but I wanted to talk about since returning back into the scene of college football, you know, we talked about the 2017 timeframe a little bit already in the show. Do you feel this is the biggest target that the Blazers have had on their backs? Uh, absolutely. I mean, after, uh, you know, when they first came back in 2017, not much of a target, you know, pick 130 out of 130 teams, uh, you know, they had shirts made up, uh, made up of it. Uh, but, you know, one thing we've learned these past few seasons is that whatever expectation you place on Bill Clark's football team in the preseason, he's probably going to uh, outdo that. Uh, you know, three straight division titles, uh, you know, that's three straight title game appearances for the conference. Uh, you know, two out of three of those. And this season, it looks like it's going to be another, you know, conference title or bust season. So, I mean, it, it's just really, uh, you know, it's gotten better each year. The expectations continue to rise each year. And uh, this year, uh, you know, has just another, uh, you know, it, it's just another uh, chapter in a book that, uh, you know, Clark's been writing since he got here. Uh, and, you know, it's really uh, brought UAB into the forefront, uh, especially in the group of five and on a national level, uh, something that it hadn't known uh, beforehand, you know, with only one uh, ball appearance before, uh, before Clark got there. Of course, they're only, uh, you know, they're running about a 30-year-old program at this point. So, I mean, there's not a lot of history, you know, as far as time. But, you know, in a short amount of time, uh, Bill Clark has made this thing into something that, you know, most people never thought it would. Yeah, and that's impressive, and it speaks volumes on him. You know, I alluded to some of their previous records, and I think he's just got some really good momentous opportunities going here. You mentioned UTSA, uh, which I, I I love the Roadrunners. <laughs> uh, that's the good thing about this conference. Conference USA is they're just phenomenal mascots. I have to say, I actually went to a middle school in Oklahoma where our uh, mascot was the Blazers, and nice. uh, that's honestly where I became like a fan of UAB because I knew about UAB being a college football junkie even in like fourth fifth grade, and I was like, oh heck yeah, I'm going to a school that's got the Blazers as the mascot. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I want to just kind of talk about, you know, more of the you said there's been a lot of craziness that's happened recently. It's been a little more compact. You know, 30 years is a pretty decent sample size. But since you've been covering UAB or maybe, you know, it's something that you remember just being a sports fan. uh, What would you say has been probably the most memorable moment or sporting event 
with UAB, you know, and obviously the return with the program's momentous and magnitudous. So I understand that could be a potential answer there. Absolutely. Uh, there, there's a lot of different answers. Uh, if you go into their prehistory, uh, you know, uh, BC before Clark, uh, you can, you can kind of, uh, you know, look <laughs> that's at the, at, <laughs> sorry, that just, took me it, a second. It, it just, <laughs> no, it's all right. It just came, it just came to me out of nowhere. I, I, I just had to write it down. Uh, but, but no, uh, uh, you, you look at uh, before Clark, uh, they had a win over LSU uh, when Nick Saban was the coach. Uh, I believe that was in 2000. So that was a big moment for the program. But that's also a 20-year-old moment. Uh, you know, they have their, uh, you know, their first bowl game against Hawaii. Uh, it was a loss, but it was a great season. Uh, you know, they, they had Rod Hawaii who played, uh, you know, several seasons in the NFL mm-hmm. uh, and Daryl Hackney at QB. So that was a special moment for them. But uh but, uh, you know, some of their best moments definitely have come after the return. Uh, you look at that return season itself. They had a, uh, a big blocked kick against Louisiana Tech uh, in the final moments. Uh, that was a big win for them. Uh, you have, uh, you know, the, the three title games, uh, the two title game uh, wins. Uh, those are huge. But I think maybe perhaps uh, the biggest moment uh, since the return definitely has probably been the division uh clinching win against Southern Miss in 2018. Uh, I remember it was an absolutely uh, frigid night in uh, Legion Field uh, in November, um, earlier mid mid to late November. And uh, Spencer Brown had a walk-off uh, 20-something yard uh, touchdown run in overtime. So overtime. it was uh, – uh, and just kind of slid into the back of the end zone as soon as he got – as soon as he crossed the plane. So it was kind of one of those real memorable moments. Uh, it was the moment they won their division, so they knew they were going to play for uh, – conference championship so uh everything kind of really came together on that night i think well you know what's crazy is you paint paint this very vivid picture without the memory or the clip of that game kind of in your head but you know me being familiar with the game you're talking about it's so funny because i had two different images in my head and they're identical uh with spencer brown you know walking it off like you said so Absolutely. Some very exciting games for UAB and their short history, some successful games. I love what Bill Clark's doing. He's probably one of my favorite coaches in all of college football. He's got a great staff under him and around him. And they've I've alluded to it already a couple of times here, Evan. I mean, there is some groundwork here from a, for a really successful season. And, uh, you know, would you say that maybe, you know, this is a put you on the spot question, but this is a betting podcast overall. Would you say that this season, the UAB Blazers have their most memorable moment this year? Maybe that uh, Georgia game? I mean, it's very possible. I mean, uh, it really comes down. Uh, obviously, Georgia's going to uh, a top five team uh, preseason uh, uh, in the polls already, the preseason polls. So, I mean, if they were able to pull something like that off, that would definitely be the biggest moment uh, so far. But, uh, but I mean, uh, UAB is going to play the numbers as well. I mean, I, I, you know, betting website, uh, betting website, and everything. Uh, UAB is a uh, team that likes to cover very well. They've done that mm-hmm. uh, fairly well the past few years since returning. That's something you can say about them. But uh, but I think this year does have a have a chance to be very special, especially uh, you know not only that Georgia game, but also uh, the Liberty game and just uh, that that yeah. opener in their own stadium. You know. Uh, Legion Field, you know, it's historic. Uh, lots of great memories, lots of great football field uh, games uh, in that stadium. But at the same time, in 2021, it's becoming a dialect. Uh, you know, that's nothing against Legion Field. I loved it. You know, uh, 
Uh, but at the same time, it's time to move on past that. And I mean, I think that's that's definitely going to be one of the biggest moments of this season is just that first game of protective stadium in a stadium that they can call their own. It is their own home. Uh, it's no one else's. And, you know, that's going to be one of the biggest things this season for that team and program. And that season is directly reflected on the success of Bill Clark, you know, what he's built year after year the last few years, you know, and uh, 47,100 folks can fit into that stadium, 64th largest in the country, in case anyone was wondering those numbers or statistics. Um, while we're speaking of protective field, uh, Bill, uh, I'm sorry, Phil still is calling for a 4.25 home field advantage. So, you know, they're getting four and a quarter points at home uh, in addition to whatever they are churning out there already. I mean, this is a, and that's one of the largest, one of the largest numbers I've seen uh, in his home field advantage and what they add to in that value. So like you said, this is going to be a special year for them. And I think it's going to be a special year for college football as we move uh, hopefully a little bit more into normalcy and uh you know, Evan, before we part here, I mean, we've covered a ton here. I'm, I'm, I, we didn't cover the very back end of the schedule, but I'm confident that seven and a half, I mean, like you said, Bill Clark is going to, I think he covers that by a game or two. And if UAB wins 10 games this year, I would not be absolutely shocked. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to ask you before we kind of wrap all this on together, uh, what – what are you looking for most out of this UAB team this year? You, you, I think you alluded to it earlier. You said, you know, division title, you know, conference title or bust, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think when you look at it, uh, if you look at the uh, play on the field itself, uh, I mean, I'm not too worried about the defense. Uh, defense, you know, does its job. Uh, uh, special teams is always solid with Bill Carr, but it's about this offense, you know, more so than anything. There's been at times where, uh, you know, they haven't been able to finish drives a little bit. Uh, you know, the passing game has suffered at times uh, with interceptions, uh, you know, a lot of forced throws. Uh, but if you look at Tyler Johnson last year uh, before he got hurt, uh, he was looking really well. He only had one pick all of last year in the games that he played. Uh, I believe it was seven for one uh, in that category. He's touched on the interception. So I think he overcame that uh, that tendency for turnovers. Uh, but we did get a large sample size last year with him being injured, uh, you know, after the uh, Miami game. Uh, but I think that's something to look for is just, uh, you know, how well does uh, Tyler Johnson carry this team, uh, you know, lead this offense, uh, especially without having Spencer Brown there, uh, you know, in the backfield. You know, you got Dwayne Rod, very talented, could be. You know, he could be a better Spencer Brown, you know, in the long run. But at the same time, I think it's just something interesting we want to see, you know, especially behind this big offensive line. You know, how well does that offense, you know, stay on the field and, you know, not give up, you know, uh, uh, third downs uh, to where they have to, you know, put the defense back on the field, but stay on the field themselves. So I think that's going to be one of the biggest storylines is just how well that offense operates this season. Yeah, hopefully the leadership of Johnson really comes through for these guys. They definitely have the explosive ability around him. Uh, Dwayne McBride, you know, if he wants to be better than uh, Spencer Brown at the end of things, he's going to need 4,012 yards. Spencer Brown definitely churned out some yardage there in uh, Birmingham. Uh, and he went through a bunch of people. I wonder, how, I wonder what his career uh, broken tackles is. You know, I'm just curious. Uh, I know I saw about 60 of them last season. Uh, 
Evan, it's been a huge pleasure for me, man. I know we, uh, you know, patience was needed on both fronts on this, and uh, I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. I want you to also just kind of tell everyone here listening and where we can find more of your stuff, what we got looking forward to coming from you. Cause like I said, I'm a fan of your work. That's why I reached out to you regardless. And I, I, I selfishly want to know kind of, you know, what you got going on behind the curtain. Uh, well, um, this season obviously will be just, uh, uh, getting ready to get started, finishing up fall camp. Got a few features, uh, you know, coming out, uh, the next couple of weeks as well as, you know, for our, uh, print preview section with, uh, Birmingham news, uh, which is our, uh, our, our, our print section of, uh, you know, AL.com, uh, cause we, uh, we're part of three major, uh, newspapers in Alabama, uh, that kind of joined together for the AL.com, which is the Alabama media group. But, uh, uh, you can find my work, uh, obviously, uh, my Twitter account, you can find my work, uh, as I tweeted out at Dudley do right AL. Uh, you can also go to AL.com forward slash UAB. And, uh, I mean, it's that simple AL.com forward slash UAB. And, uh, you know, uh, during the season, I've usually got something out every single day, uh, as well as just some little tidbit, tidbits out on Twitter. So uh, plenty of plenty of content uh, for the, uh, you know, for the fall. So, I mean, there's not going to really be a day that uh, you won't see something new about UAB. I love it. We're going to have to probably get you back on to talk that Georgia game or the Liberty game or as we get closer to some of these key conference games as the UAB, uh, UAB Blazers try to wrap up a another division and conference championship season. Evan, thank you again, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope this season treats you well, bud. You're welcome. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out. Appreciate you having me on, man. And uh, good luck to you as well this season. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listeners, folks, hoop ballers alike, hey, keep in mind that if you need UAB Blazers news, Evan's your guy. And then for betting on all that stuff throughout this season, once we get closer to the actual start of the season, we get into it, you know where to find us. We'll have you taken care of. We got some baseball to finish out. And uh, I've been enjoying some Liga MX stuff and Spain La Liga, Bundesliga. I've been getting into soccer. Yeah, so I'm probably going to have some of that bleed into the podcast here soon. But as always, I am sending you my good vibes and all of my good energies. Make sure to have a safe and kind day try to be wonderful out there be positive do something nice for someone if you can and if you need something positive to happen to you i sure hope it happens so with that being said today in sports betting is out this has been a hoop ball presentation Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.